0: Hi everyone, welcome to the new Grief and Rebirth podcast, Rebirth Series, where I will be chatting with special inspiring people who have grieved, met their challenges, chosen to heal and have experienced the blessing of rebirth. This new Rebirth series is inspired by a comment from my son made while I was on my healing journey after my precious husband died next to me in a tragic car accident. Mom, he said, there has been nothing worse than seeing you in total despair, and nothing better than seeing you able to have joy again. From my heart, I wish this for each of you. Be sure to give a listen. Hi, everyone. This is Irene Weinberg, your host. For grief and rebirth podcast and I am so honored today to be talking to Karen Wilson who is just a lovely woman from Toronto Canada so I'm in New Jersey and we're talking to Toronto Canada today and Karen is part of our new rebirth series talking about uh things that have happened to her in her life and how she turned her life around to know that you can heal You, even when the worst thing in the world happens to you, you can heal and you can turn this around and help others with what has happened from what has happened to you. So, let me start by welcoming Karen. Karen, welcome so from my heart to Grief and Rebirth podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Irene. I really appreciate it.
0: And I appreciate you for volunteering. And I'm going to say on this podcast to anyone who also has an amazing story like Karen does and would like to share to help people, by all means, get in touch with us and let us know. You're doing a very good deed. So, Karen, fill everybody in. Who were you before your tragedy? What did you do? What was your life like?
1: Well, before uh, my son's passing, I was... Just your I guess average mom I you know I worked full time um, what'd you do never, I worked in uh, I I still work in dental I work mm-hmm. in the dental industry. Um, so you know just a normal person going to work every day, never thinking about the afterlife. I mean, once in a while it would come up, but it was very, very fleeting. Nothing that I thought a lot about. My son was, uh, at the time of his passing, he had moved out and was living with a couple of buddies. He was uh, becoming a millwright, which is somebody that um, repairs machinery in um, factories that make cars and and steel and stuff like that. So he was well on his way. Um, Very, very... He was 22 when he passed, Wow. Okay. Um, two months shy of his 23rd birthday. Him and I were uh, very close, extremely close. Uh, Nick was my only child. Um, I couldn't have children of my own. I adopted him from the hospital at four days old. Wow! So I was very, very lucky and him and I were extremely close. We still are close. In fact, we talk more now than we did. <laughs> <laughs> I um, that. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, he was well on his way. He wasn't perfect by any means. He was your regular 22 year old, you know, that, you know, was late for everything and forgot everything and, and all that, but he was extremely respectful Um, To me, he was an awesome child, never let me down, was always there for me in a moment's notice. And uh, then the tragedy happened. Um, Can
0: I ask you what happened?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, It was a car accident. It was Uh a single vehicle car accident. Um, He apparently, I mean, I wasn't there, but apparently from all the investigation, he lost control of the car and it was just starting to rain and it, it slipped, the, the tire slipped and went over an embankment and the car rolled and he was thrown from the car and apparently died instantly. Um, so as I said, he had was, didn't live at home so I wasn't expecting him home, but we got the awful knock on the door um, early the next morning because it happened in the middle of the night, nobody saw it until the sun started coming up, and the police were at the door. And um, I just knew I, I don't know what it was, I just knew. Um, my husband answered the door, and my, my husband isn't Nick's biological father, or I'm not his biological mother either, but I mean his adoptive father his adoptive father and i separated, uh, divorced years ago but anyway uh, my partner or husband whatever you want to call him he answered the door and they wouldn't talk to him because it, he because i was the mother so the police came up the stairs and uh i just looked at the police and i said is he dead that is he dead i didn't even know that they were there for Nick I, you know i had no idea and uh yeah he the police said yes and he was pronounced dead at the scene um you know explained where his body was taken to i passed out completely passed out um and uh came to and when i came to i remember thinking it's a dream it's not real it's a dream it's not real and then it was real and i passed out again oh my yeah so uh they called an ambulance for me but by the time the ambulance got there i was you know, I was okay, I not okay, but I was, you know, uh, lucid and everything, and then they took my vitals and everything, and I said, I'm not going to the hospital, so, of course, I had to make all those lovely phone calls to the family, I had to call his dad, who lived a, about a half an hour away, and everybody came, and uh, we had him cremated, um, and so started my journey I don't even I don't even know how or why it was just this tremendous pull for me to find him again, and I know that might sound crazy because we're traditionally fit, supposed to think when somebody dies, that's it, you know, we bury them and we move on, whatever, grieve, move on, and get on with our life. But the strong, strong pull was like nothing I'd ever thought felt before. I, I have to find him. I don't know how, I don't know where, but I have to find him.
0: And I know that he's still around. I have a feeling
1: that oh, he yeah. has
0: completely disappeared.
1: Oh no, he has not disappeared at all. Like I said, I talked to him more now than I did when he, than when he was here in, in, uh, in a physical form. And I always say physical form because he's still here. It's just not physical anymore. So, um so yeah, so we had the funeral and the, pull was immediate it was like immediate I had to find him so I started reading books I went to some mediums some really good some were charlatans because there are charlatans out there
0: absolutely
1: um but They're you know I, yeah I I figured that out who they were quite quickly um and uh, I had, I had find it. were you googling
0: mediums or what were you I was
1: googling with? mediums I was uh googling uh books life after death that, that sort of stuff. Um, I um, found a really good medium who also did spiritual workshops. And I took her six-week spiritual workshop. You know her uh, name? Do you
0: remember her name?
1: Yeah, Sally Ryan. Her name mm-hmm. is. She's in um, Ontario here. And she introduced, well, she did an excellent reading for me and everything, how the accident was, everything. And uh, she introduced me to pendulums. So, and, and let, let me just say that every new thing that was introduced to me, I was like, like, really? Like, you know, like, kind of like, okay, like,
0: and, yeah. There?
1: <laughs> yeah, and she said, you're going to start finding dimes. And I'm like, okay, this woman's off her rocker. Why am I going to find dimes? Well, let me tell you. My son's been uh, on the other side just over four years, and I have 73 dimes. Wow. Feathers, all kinds of things. So anyway, she introduced me to the pendulum, and she started to show me how it worked. Of course, the first thing I did was go out and buy one. And uh, it took a while, though. It wasn't immediate for the pendulum to start working for me. And my well, spirit... I, father-
0: yeah, I communicate with my husband through a pendulum yeah. too, and it does take a little while till you're till you're open enough for it to do its thing. Yes, then yes, you learn each other. Yes,
1: yes, and and my spirit guides came through first before my son Nick. They were saying to me, "Death is not the end," and I'm like, "What's what is this? Like, what's you know?" And then finally, my son Nick came through. Also, Sally Ryan taught me automatic writing. And we, we communicate through that.
0: Uh, tell, so, our, tell the people listening to us, Karen, about automatic writing. And, and the I, I will say the pendulum is that basically you can get yes, no, maybe answers, right?
1: Yeah, you can get yes, no, maybe answers. Um, the automatic writing is, again, it, you know, it wasn't just, you know, it took off right away. I would pick up a pen, I would meditate, you know, I would, And I would get one word here and there. And then I practiced and practiced and practiced. And now all I have to do is pick up a pen, put it on the paper and Nick takes over my hand and starts, you know, writing. And it's funny, they, they don't stop. Like, you know, if you're writing, um, see me go, it's all like looped together. There's no spaces and honest to God, he he can just go on and on for pages and pages and pages and pages. Some of it I don't understand because I'm not on the other side and they have sort of their own language a bit, but it it is quite uh, amazing to be able to do that. And it's extremely healing for me. Having said that, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, you lose your child, you lose your husband, you lose whoever is that person important person in your life and all you got to do is this and this and you're okay no that's not it at all it's extremely painful Um, you're still going to grieve you're still going to miss that physical presence that smile that voice those hugs those times when you sat across from them at dinner and talked the birthday presents the Christmas presents all of that stuff you're still going to feel sad and you're going to be angry sometime too resentful Mm -hmm. but you can heal there is healing out there it's a choice I've talked to a lot of moms who say they can't get it they won't get out of bed in the morning they can't get out of bed they won't go back to work you know and, and and I get that for the first while but you know I've talked to moms after two or three years and they just you know I don't want to get out of bed I don't want to go back to work and I'm not putting them down at all But it is a choice at the end of the day, it is a choice to either say, I'm going to get out of bed. I'm going to, you know, forge through and I'm going to feel this pain. And then I'm going to keep going because I say, and I told Irene before this, you have to feel to heal. There is no way around the corner. There is no way over it. It's through. You have to feel the pain. You have to feel the loss because there is no other way. And yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's amazing. Now you found your way to this um, author and doctor, Mark Pitstick, and he opened you up to a new way of healing, right? Boy, did he
1: ever, I bought his books. Um, I found him through um, a book that I read called still right here by Suzanne Giesman. And at the back of her book, she had a reference to Mark Pitstick, and I was, I was an absolute crazy woman then. I was googling everything and everything I found, and I found Mark Pittstick. He led. I read, bought his book Soul Proof, which talks about soul contracts and that you plan your life before you come here. That's a whole other discussion. But um, if you ever do delve into that, it is something that I 100% believe. It's one something I 100%. Um, no, there's nobody that can say that that's not true for me, I'm not saying for everybody. So through Mark Pittstick at the back of his book, he had a reference to helping parents heal. So, of course, me Googling the Google queen, I Googled that and I found this huge, huge group, this huge, huge group of parents, wonderful, wonderful parents who are working so hard to heal and are connecting with other parents and resources and books and, and listeners and they've all lost
0: children. And they've all lost children. Right?
1: All lost children some multiple, some of the stories are, will just take your, your whole breath away in terms of like, you can't imagine the pain that these people would have, would have felt but they're there and they're thriving and they're trying and and they're connecting and and they're healing. And and it was like, wow, wow, you know, this is just awesome. Like, I got to join this group. So I did join the group. And I was hoping that there was a group in my area that I could go to. But the closest one was about a six hour drive from me. So I found the leader's email for this group six hours away. And I emailed her and her and I just got into huge, huge talks about was her son Irene passing away. Elizabeth,
0: Irene Boyson or Elizabeth. No,
1: no. It was uh, somebody here in Canada. Her name was Patty is Patty and her son passed in a car accident too. Mm, wow. Yeah. So she said to me, knowing that I'm from the Toronto area, she says, they're really trying to get people to start a, a group in Toronto. She says, Are you interested? And I was interested, but I thought, oh, my God, I can't do this by myself. I don't know what to do. I've never done anything like this. So she put me in touch with another lady in the Toronto area. Same thing. Her son passed away and was like a crazy woman like me trying to, you know, find ways to heal. And so I contacted her. We met for lunch. We hit it off and we started our own group two years ago. We used to meet in person before COVID. Uh, now we have uh, a zoom meetings and um, it's been absolutely healing for me, helping other people. Um, I don't just help them at the meeting. I have them contact me if they're having a bad day, if they have any questions. Um, it's, it's, it's an absolute godsend for me yeah. and they through the whole, the whole organization has over 17,000 members And And it's
0: international. I mean, it's it's all. It's international. It's places in the world. I want to add also that many people from Helping Parents Heal are interviewed on Grief and Rebirth. And I think this is Mark Pitstick, too. Okay. Soulproof is absolutely wonderful. And, yes, you know, I've interviewed Suzanne uh, Giesman and and all of that. And how many members do you have in your group in Toronto now? Um,
1: We have 60 60 members. Um, Some of them are... um, far away from Toronto. So they, but they don't have a group close to them. So they only come online. Of course, we're still not meeting in person because we're not allowed to. So I don't know if moving forward, we'll keep doing the online thing, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, there's the, they have groups in the UK, in India, the United States is the biggest um, affiliates. Canada is growing. Um, But if there's anybody out there who has lost a child and is just like just don't know what to do. I tell you, yeah, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. How am I going to go on without my son? How am I going to live? How do I do this? I don't know how to do this. You know, I, and I've lo- I lost both my parents when I was very young as well. But there's no comparison to losing a child in my mind, anyway. You know, I was terrified, and I had to do something. I because I didn't think I could go on. I didn't have suicidal thoughts or anything, but it was, I don't know how to do this. Somebody needs to help me. And I also got a therapist. Um, She's very spiritual. I don't, I I don't believe in coincidences because there's so many therapists out there, but I managed to hook up with one who has a spiritual side to her. How'd you find her? How'd you find her? I, (laughs) how did I find her? I went on my computer and I Googled uh, grief therapists in my area. There was a three that came up and I talked to each and every one of them and I picked her, but I didn't know she had a spiritual side to her when I picked her. Oh, so it was, it was interesting. Um, So we talk about both because she believes in the spiritual side as well as, you know, the clinical side. So I have that too. And and I have all kinds of tools at my fingertips to help me. And I really, really hope that anybody out there who is really, really struggling, you don't have to feel so horrible all the time. You are going to miss your child. Absolutely. But there are tools and people and resources out there that can help you. And, I, I can't. I can't state it anymore. I really no. can't.
0: But you know what? I'm curious about because you had mentioned that you and your son made an agreement before incarnating, and mm-hmm. that that he brings you back to your sole purpose. Could you tell us about how you know that you had an agreement before he incarnated? Sure, that that was a plan, and that and that what you're doing is your sole purpose. How did you find that piece of your journey?
1: Well, I I had. Um, Oh, my gosh, what is it called a regression past life regression? Yes. And I did everything I just went crazy. Um, And the regression showed me that I took my own life in a past life. I don't I don't I didn't know if I believed it or not. It was, you know, like, okay, that's what the regression told me. Why did I take my own life? There was a lot of questions. So In my communication with my son through automatic writing and answering yes, no, and and whatnot, I learned that I have been in many incarnations with my son. The last incarnation being, he told me that I was the man. I was his husband. He was the wife and I was the husband. We lost two children through a car accident. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah.
1: And I took my own life. And apparently, I've done this in many past lifetimes. Apparently, and I believe this, my son, Nick, and I decided to come here to play the, these roles, mother and son, have him cross over and have me stay here, surrender to that loss, not take my own life again, to help people to heal, help people, heal my past lives. And when it's time, that's when I will see him and cross over again and not before for me to take my own life. Right. And I truly believe that we set up our communication after his passing because we neither of us were sure that I would be able to do this without him guiding me. So I truly believe that is my purpose to be here to, to surrender to loss because I lost. A, I've lost a lot in my life. I had two failed adoptions. I had to give a baby back. I've lost my parents. Um, I lost my only child um, through my son's you had passing. A lot of grief to deal with. My goodness. Yes, through my son's passing, I've lost some family members. Not not through death. In terms of they couldn't handle the way I was grieving and just kind of. fluttered away into the woodwork so I lost um, a lot of family members in that way Um, so I'm here I know I'm here to surrender to loss and deal with it and that's what I'm going to do and that's what brings me back to my purpose because honestly I don't want to do this again (laughs) (laughs) oh god I don't want to do this again and every time I get to that point where you know, I'm just, I'm tired, especially with the COVID and the restrictions and everything. I'm just like, Nick, I'm so tired of this. How much more do I have to go through? And, you know, he'll communicate to me, mom, just be patient. If you do this again, we have, he goes, I have to come back too. this is the deal that we made. So I keep pulling myself back to my purpose. And, you know, that is my purpose just to keep going. And, surrendering to what I've agreed to in this incarnation in lifetime, whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, you know, you have such a loving persona. I would imagine that people who um, connect with you through helping parents heal, feel really warmed by your personality and, you know, comforted by what you do. You can just feel it.
1: I think, I mean, I, I do believe that they do because I do have a lot of, a lot of them contact me, you know, outside of the group meetings and, and whatnot and, it, uh, you know, it, it really, it's interesting when I get a message from somebody saying, Oh, Hey, how are you? It's, you know, it's mother's day and, you know, I don't know how to get through this. And and it's like, wow, like, I'm like, wow, I like, not that I'm special. It's like, wow, wow I want to help her. I want to make her feel better. You know, I want to tell you about a synchronicity or, um, a sign I had on mother's day. Well, we'd love to hear that. Are yes, you I, I have three stepchildren. And we're not close, but we have a, a, a decent relationship. Um, and um, Nick said to me, um, "I'll I'll send you a sign on Mother's Day. I will. I promise." And I said, "Okay." So I'm you know looking for dimes, anything I can find. So I got a text from my one of my stepsons, and like I said, we're not like lovey-dovey, hug, hug, all that. But you know we're we get along well. We're, we're, we're cool. So he sent me a a text saying, hi, Karen, I know it's a hard day for you. And, you know, I just want you to know I'm thinking of you and Nick, and I hope you do something special today. And then he said, love you lots. That is just not anything he would ever have said. But that is what my son signed all his cards to me. Love you lots. And I knew him. right away. That's it. That's the sign him telling me he's here because that is not anything my stepson Greg would have said. I mean, he might say love you or something, but love you lots. No, not at all. So that was totally from my son. I know that. That's
0: so cool. And, you know, um, when we were talking, you mentioned that you're no longer afraid of death from all of this. Oh,
1: On interestingly enough, before my son's passing, I was terrified of death. I was terrified of dying. I was terrified of dying before my son. I was terrified of him dying. It was the, it was the number one fear in my life, death. And now I know why, because I keep taking my own life. Um, so after he passed, I am not afraid of death. I know that when I pass, number one, I'm going to see my son. Number two, it is beautiful over there from anybody that's ever come through. It is so beautiful. There's no, you know, resentment. There's no anger. There's, it's just love. It's just love and lessons and learning and no judgment. I mean, we're judged every frigging day of our lives here, you know, Right over there, there's no judgment. It's just love and learning and comfort. And so, no, I'm not afraid. I don't want to, I don't want to like have pain and all that. When I die, but <laughs> I'm not afraid of, of dying. But, you know, you're all. going to a
0: better place. And the oh, other yes. thing your story talks about and tells us is because you've had this past life regression, suicide is not something that gets punished when you cross over. You no. just, you, you chose to take your life and you just, that was a piece that needed to be healed, but it wasn't That's like right. it ended in a different place or anything.
1: No. And please, I mean, I am in contact with a lot of parents who unfortunately have had children that have taken their own life and it's becoming more prevalent these days. And it, it's just horrible. Um, please know your child is not being punished one bit over there. He is being welcomed with love, just as my son was in a car accident, just as a person who got sick through the no fault of their own. They are welcomed with love, caring. And you know what? They're even cared for more when they can't go, get over there because they have so much more to heal because they have. Gone through something so horrid that they had, they felt there was no other way but to take their own life. They are shrouded with wonderful, wonderful souls, teachers, masters that are just want to heal them and make them better. So please, don't ever feel guilty, ashamed. Not none of those things. Your child is being loved.
0: You're fine. That's right. That's they are you fine. Know. You know, there might be people who want to contact you to start a chapter in Toronto or find sure. out more about helping parents heal or sure. anything you'd like to tell us um about how to get a hold of you or any messages that you have um to people
1: I want people for my message is I want people to know that I know what it feels like to think that you cannot get through this that you know I, I would think oh my god how much longer do I have to live feeling like this but you can heal. You can heal. I'm not saying you can heal, you know, completely. and like, Okay, I'm all, I'm done. Let's move on. No, it's not that. It's something that you can learn to carry with you every single day. It's something that you can learn to recognize signs that gives you that big smile that say, wow, there's my kids, you know, telling me he's here and he's okay. You can heal. Helping parents heal is a huge um group with a lot of resources. It's not just somebody like myself who can talk to you. I mean, that's great if you just want that. But there are books, resources, there's somebody 24 seven that can pick up the phone with you and talk to you if you're having a bad time. It, it, It just, you know, helping parents heal is one of the best groups that I have encountered for child loss, personally. And I know there are people out there that religious beliefs may get in your way. and I I don't really have anything to talk to that. I can only tell you that if you really want to feel better and get through this process, you can. It's not impossible. You can do it. trust me, I lost my only child. I've lost my parents. I didn't even have my mom to go, you know,
0: oh, that was have, so hard. you know,
1: it was horrible. and was horrible. and here I, here I am. I'm surviving, I'm thriving. Um, I'm looking forward to things I'm laughing. Yeah, I miss my son like there's no tomorrow, you know, but but you've you can also made
0: amazing vital connections, new connections in your life. Yes, moving on.
1: Yes, what I, I've lost I have regained in support and love and and connections and it is possible. It's not impossible. Right. So that's a message I want to get out there. Um, if you want to look up Helping Parents Heal, the, um, the web address is helpingparentsheal.org. It's on the web, their website, and their website will show you everything. All the groups you can go to, there's the mediums you can go to, it's everything. So you can go to helpingparentsheal.org. It'll bring you to the closest one in your area. Mine is Helping Parents Heal Toronto or GTA, Greater Toronto Area and it will bring you to my site. I'm one of the administrators, Teresa my partner's the other one. Message me, email me, whatever you want. I want to help you. I I I want to help you. I'm not a medium. I'm, you know, I've been told that, you know, you can learn to do this and you can learn to be a medium. Maybe I could. It's not my interest to be a medium. I the connection with my son is sufficient for me but I'm not a medium, but I can certainly tell you and talk to you more about my journey and how I got to where I am. Because if I can help anybody, then it means that I'm helping somebody thrive, I'm helping somebody know that they can move forward with their child, not with I'm moving forward with my child, not without my child. And that is the big message that I want to get out there.
0: That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That is so helpful to people. Thank you. Marvelous, Karen. Thank you so much. So um, everyone, I hope that you will take, those of you who are really struggling, um, Karen is giving us such wisdom and there's so much hope. And she certainly did rebirth herself, didn't she? It's a wonderful story. Wow. So I am so thrilled to have Karen here and to have her um share her story and here's a reminder everyone that you can see the show notes that you will see about this interview with karen and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on ireneweinberg.com and make sure to follow us and like us on social at at irene s weinberg on instagram facebook twitter and youtube and if you'd like to be part of this rebirth series please send me an email to hello at ireneweinberg.com. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings and bye for now. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Karen.
1: Bye, everybody. Stay strong.